Hi guys, and welcome back to the Dental Marketing Forum. And today I'm very excited. I have an awesome guest here, Bruce Campbell with Campbell IP. And he's gonna to talk to you a little bit about what he does and how important it is to be protected legally when you're in business. So Bruce, thanks for being here with me today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. So tell me a little bit about how you found yourself working with dentists. Sure. Um, so I spent the first 18 years of my legal career with a large law firm uh, called Hush Blackwell here in St. Louis. Um, about five or six years ago, uh, I uh, received a call from uh, a current client of mine, Justin Moody, who owns a variety of uh, dental businesses uh, he's based in uh, South Dakota, actually. And he was the first dentist that I've ever uh, worked with. And he had attempted to do some trademark work on his own and got to the point where he started feeling a bit overwhelmed. So he received my uh, information from um, someone that we both know in common. And I started working with him, uh, sort of straightened out the trademarks that he had worked on on his own in the past. And then we talked about what I could do for him going forward. And since that time, he's expanded his business and as his business has grown, his trademark needs have grown as well. So we've continued to work uh, on a continuous basis for the last five or six years. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the importance of trademarking, kind of what it does and um, when is a good time for people to really consider your services? Sure. Uh, anytime you're starting a new business or anytime you have an ongoing business where you have not uh, done anything in terms of protecting your trademarks, uh, it's always a good idea to consult an attorney at a minimum to talk, to get an understanding of what are trademarks, how do they affect my business. And I think a lot of business owners, dentists included, have a very um, difficult time sometimes even realizing that there are trademarks and trademark issues that significantly impact their business. And you usually don't figure that out until something bad happens. <laughs> you find out there's a competitor who is using a business name that's very similar to your name and there's confusion that's being caused in the marketplace. Now that can hurt you in two different ways. One, uh, all the goodwill that you build up uh, with your customer base by doing great work uh, is something that your competitors can take advantage of. So if they're using a name that's very similar to your business name or your trademarks, what it does is it causes people to be confused and they think that your competitors are actually you or affiliated with you. So you may actually be losing business by virtue of someone infringing on your trademarks and, and you may not even realize that, that it's happening. Um, that's one of the reasons why it's important to consult a trademark attorney to figure out what can I do to protect myself so that number one, if somebody is infringing, we have a mechanism to basically go after them to prevent them from continuing to do so. Also, there are things that we can do to help figure out how to monitor what other people are doing in the marketplace to make sure that they're not creating that confusion. So in, in, in one manner, it can hurt you by allowing your competitors to essentially piggyback on your goodwill, but it can also hurt you in other ways too. For example, if you have competitors that don't provide the same level of service that you do, 
if that confusion is out there, people may uh, have a bad experience with a competitor and they may confuse them for you. So you may have people out there that are giving bad service and, and, and essentially giving you a bad name if people mm -hmm. don't understand that there's a difference between you and these other uh, competitors out there that may be using uh, a trademark or, or business name that's very similar to yours. So that's another thing that we do as well is, you know, we want to make sure that we're protecting your good name. And if you're not being diligent about monitoring uh, the use of your trademark, and if you're not equipped uh, to basically go after people that you believe may be infringing, um, you know, that could obviously have a very negative impact on your business. Absolutely. And I, it's, it's so common. There might be a few people watching like, oh, no one's going to really use my business name. It is so common. I hear this at least once a month. Oh, well, right. this person moved in and they picked a name so similar to mine and now we have a bad review, but it wasn't really of our business or people are looking for us and they're putting it into Google and they're getting directions to our competitor's office. It is a nightmare when it happens and it's so frequent. It would really surprise people how often I hear this. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think another thing that, that I do, especially with, um, well, I shouldn't say especially with new businesses, but with new businesses and ongoing uh, business concerns, is talk to them about how do you select a good trademark? How do you select a good business name, one that's distinctive? Because a lot of times, and I don't know if it's human nature, but people tend to want to um, use business names or trademarks that are very descriptive or sometimes that aren't really very distinctive. And what happens is when you do that, there's a, a very high likelihood that people are gonna be confused. So that's the whole idea with trademarks is you, you want to use a business name, you want to use a trademark that tells your customers and your potential customers who you are. It distinguishes you from your competitors. That's what a trademark is. So if you're using a trademark that is not very distinctive and doesn't do a very good job of separating you from all the competitors out there, then it, it, it's just gonna to lead to that confusion and that's the last thing in the world that you want. So the conversation I have with clients initially, before we even get into how do we register the trademarks, how do we protect the trademarks, first and foremost, we have to look at what trademarks you're using and determine whether or not they're actually strong, enforceable trademarks. And also, are they trademarks that are going to serve your business needs? Mm -hmm. so aside from the legal issues, let's just look at it in practical terms. You know, yeah. is this the type of mark that is going to allow you to, to stand out? Is it going to resonate with people so that when they have a good experience in the dental industry is very referral heavy. So when people are making referrals, you, they want to, they want to, you want your clients to go out there and, and, and shop from the rooftops, how great you are to get other people to come in the door. And if they're not giving you, if they're not giving people um, the ability to actually come to you, that's going to be a problem. Absolutely. So sometimes I've had situations where someone's, you know, given out a referral and their friend ends up going to the wrong place. Yep. It's, it's a nightmare when it happens. Um, part of our branding process, especially for startups or someone looking 
to eventually sell their practice and they're wanting to brand more um, in a way where people can come in and easily assimilate into the practice without losing a lot of patience. Um, we do a lot of branding. We do a lot of practice naming, tagline creation. Um, but beyond that, when it comes time to get those creations protected legally, um, I'm sure, Bruce, there's a lot that we can do together so that it's a seamless process from figuring out what makes you unique and special, coming up with a name that's going to be, like you said, unique and distinguishable and appropriate, and then making sure that it's, it fits the requirements so that you can protect it. Because I'm sure a lot of the things people come up with are just too generic or there's really nothing to protect there. So um, that's excellent advice. I actually, I don't know a lot about this surprisingly and being in the field that I'm in, I really should. So I'm grateful for this conversation today. So um, Grace, I was just gonna make one other point too. Yeah. And that is, I, I don't know why, but it also seems sort of, you know, I've worked, I work with all kinds of different businesses over, uh, you know, many different industries. And for some reason, at least in, from my experience, I think the dental industry more than any other that I've come across, it seems to be rife with, um, you know, people that, that seem to use like somewhat kind of gen generic names. Yes. So it's like if you open up the phone book or you get on the internet and you're looking for a dentist, it for some reason, it seems like when you kind of go down, you know, the list of, say, the first hundred dental practices that you see, and the names all kind of sound alike, <laughs> on paper, they all look alike, and, and so that, that's a problem. It you know, is. That's just not, uh, you know, as a business owner, you want to stand out, and I think in a business like the dentist in industry, uh, again, because it's, it's very um, referral dependent, it, you want to make sure that people know who you are and, and that they know the difference between you and your competitors. And for some reason in the dental industry, I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to do a better job of working with people like me and you to make sure that they're being very smart and thoughtful in terms of their branding and in terms of how to protect it. And I think an, an, one thing that we talked about so far is the idea of, um, protecting your name and, and making sure that you have the ability to enforce it against others. But another equally important aspect of this is when you're choosing a business name or a trademark, there's also some due diligence that you need to do on the front end to make sure that you're not uh, inadvertently choosing a name that could infringe on someone else's trademark. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a situation that I, I, I've seen people run into many times because they didn't consult a trademark attorney, they didn't do any due diligence, they just innocently adopted a name that happens to already be owned by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that can prove to be very costly because let's say you start a practice, you, you, you come up with a name, you, you get things moving, you're doing really well. After a couple of years, people know who you are, the business is thriving. All of a sudden you get a letter from someone you've never heard of before saying, we actually own the trademark that you're using to identify who you are. Yeah. And you immediately need to cease and desist or we're going to sue you. So that creates two problems. Number one, in all likelihood, if indeed somebody else already owns a trademark, you're going to have to change your name. Mm -hmm. So that you're going to have to 
change all of your marketing. You're going to have to amend your website. You're going to have to change the signage on your building and all that goodwill that you created for a couple of years in that identity that you have, all that's pretty much lost now because mm -hmm. now you have to start all over with your branding. You have to re-educate people and make sure they understand who you are, you know, with whatever new name you come up with. So that's a significant cause from a business standpoint, but then you're also facing the prospect of getting sued in federal court for trademark infringement, mm -hmm. which could end up costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars in defense costs, in addition to the fact that you could actually have to pay damages for the infringement. And it doesn't matter whether you intended to infringe or not, intent really doesn't, um, isn't required for trademark infringement. So that's another thing that we can do also is especially for new businesses, when they're choosing their business name or their trademark, we can help them do the appropriate amount of due diligence to make sure that that trademark name is free and clear and they have the peace of mind moving forward, knowing that they've got something that is not going to end up um, making them the target of a trademark infringement lawsuit. Absolutely. This just happened to someone that I know this week. So it is so common. I just heard right. that speak <laughs> and there, there's something about having to prove how much it's going to cost for them to rebrand everything. So I, I right. think potentially neither side had a trademark, but now it's becoming an issue. So they're trying to figure out who should change their name. And it's just, you know, it's disruptive to your business, to everything. One of the things that you mentioned was that, you know, not sure why the dental profession is like it is, that it's kind of behind the times in terms of branding and protection. And, and I think it really stems back to two things. One, it used to be illegal to have a business name or a brand outside of the doctor's name. And so there were all these restrictions on what dentists could do. And there's still laws, as I'm sure you know better than me, about how dentists can market and present themselves in different states even. There's right. different laws per state and it's not really clear cut. You really do need a professional to navigate these restrictions. And it's so much more than just coming up with a great name. I mean, I know even, I know in Canada, like I've got a friend who submitted six different business names and they all got disapproved for different reasons. Wow. Even her last name got disapproved because her last name had some sort of meaning in it. Nah. So you really need someone on your side to help you navigate the laws with this stuff, or you could be leaving yourself open for liability. Absolutely. So, and that's kind of the strange thing about this, especially when I talk to people on the front end, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a small business owner, so I, I get it. The last thing that I want to do is spend money on something that I don't feel like I absolutely need. So sometimes you've got a list of priorities and obviously we all have a budget and there's, there's only so much money to go around. So a lot of times it, it's human nature that you want to sort of kind of put out the fires that are in front of you the things that you're familiar with, the things that you know you absolutely need, obviously you're gonna, you're gonna take care of. What, what's tricky is sometimes there are things that you need, but you don't really know that you need them. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, you really don't realize that or understand it until something bad happens. Mm -hmm. And when that something bad happens in the case of trademarks, 
you could be looking at tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's one that uh, people that don't really understand trademarks, they, they can't anticipate it. They don't see it coming. And then when it happens, it's a huge problem. So when you consult with the, a trademark attorney on the front end, that's part of the process is for me to educate my clients to make them understand why trademarks are important. What is the downside? What can happen if you don't do this? And when we have that discussion, you'll see that the investment that you make on the front end to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row, it's a very, very small number that pales in comparison to the potential liability and the potential business costs that come with not making sure that these things are taken care of. So, you know, just to do trademark clearance to make sure that the name that you're adopting is available and is not going to subject you to uh, a trademark lawsuit. Um, having the discussion to make sure that any trademarks that you have are registered and then going forward and doing that work, we're talking about less than $10,000. It could be, you know, four or $5,000 total when it, when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But, but that's protecting you from the possibility that two or three years from now, you may be facing, like I said, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of cost because you didn't do this work on the front end. Mm-hmm. So, and there's, know. there's always things that come up. I mean, when you start a dental practice, there's always unexpected, I'm going to say cost, but they're really investments, investments. This is providing you with peace of mind and to make sure that it's done right. And you're hiring someone, if they're working with you that understands the dental profession. So right. tell me a little bit about how having this experience in the dental profession helps you to kind of know what could happen or, or gives you, you know, that competitive advantage. Yeah. I, I think um, part of it is, again, like I said, it, I think the dental industry is somewhat unique. And so it's, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's so referral based, your identity is so incredibly important. And I think also getting an understanding of how people typically brand dental practices gives you, gives me some insight and some, some good thoughts that I can share with dental practitioners uh, to make sure that we understand how to appropriately brand these types of businesses given this particular industry and all the things that are just unique to it. And like I said, I think the tendency is uh, dental practices always seem to want to use names that are very descriptive, like pretty smiles or great smiles or something like that. And you can see just like as an example, those two things, they sound so incredibly similar that if you have two practices that that use those types of names, it's just very easy for people to be confused. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing that you want in the world. So I think when you uh, have experience in this particular industry and you really have a firm grasp on how people are generally doing it, you know, which I have, it gives me a better ability when I'm working with my dental clients to make sure that we're coming up with uh, trademarks and brand names that are truly going to be distinctive within this particular industry. And mm-hmm. I know obviously that's what you do as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big part of the branding process, making sure that you have something unique. It helps when they hear it from more than one person, though. So yeah. I'm sure we share a lot of the same, just based on what you've said, the same fundamental basics as to what makes a powerful, memorable, and now protectable brand. So right. I, I do foresee us working together a lot in the future to help our dental clients. And one thing too that, that I think gives you an advantage, you know, reason to contact Bruce over just kind of any attorney that you know is there's a special set of experience in working with dentists beyond just knowing the dental industry, but dentists are very um, analytical people often, and there's a certain level of communication that's got to be present to um, help facilitate that movement and, and keep things simple. And you understand that a doctor's time is incredibly valuable. Yeah. So you're not going to be giving them homework or making it difficult for them to move forward. The same way we streamline our processes for our clients. I'm sure you've found that incredibly important in working with dentists as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and my background is in chemical engineering. So I'm sort of a math and science geek, <laughs> but I think it inherently makes me, um, you know, extremely detail oriented. And I also understand how people in the medical and dental profession, uh, how they think and how they work, because, you know, in a way it's, it's our, our lives are sort of based on science. So, uh, I feel very comfortable communicating with people that are very like-minded with that same background. And I think another thing too that I, I want to point out, and, and this goes back to the experience that I've had with, with some of my um, dental clients, is that you do not technically have to have an attorney register your trademarks. So you could actually get on the USPTO, the United States Patent and Trademark Office website, and file your own trademark application. And some people do that. I've actually had situations where I've had clients that have filed a trademark application, they've received the registration, they've got the trademark registered now, they think they're all good to go. And uh, I had one situation with a dental uh, practitioner where I was helping him out with both the trademark registrations that he already had in place and with some new trademarks. So two of his, his existing trademarks were up for renewal. And when I went into the system, to make sure everything was okay. And these are trademarks that he had filed on his own. I realized that he had made a mistake because when he filed the trademark application, he filed it in his own personal name, not in the name of his business. Oh no. And what, what that means is that even though he filed the trademark applications and they issued and he had the registrations in hand, those registrations, in fact, were void as a matter of law. They were not worth the paper they were printed on. And he, and he never would have known that. And if he had paid the money to go ahead and renew those trademarks, he would have continued to pour money into trademark registrations that actually were legally invalid. And if it ever got to the point where he needed to enforce them against somebody, only at that time would he have realized these registrations are invalid. They're doing me no good. I've wasted all this money. So when I was going back through his, his registrations, I pointed out to him 
and I hated to have to say this, but I told him, look, you know, these registrations actually cannot be renewed because they're invalid. Yeah. I explained to him why, and I, I showed him the, the, the trademark regulations that were applicable there. And so we ended up basically having to refile the trademark applications as if the previous ones didn't even exist. So all the time and money that he invested in pursuing these original applications, uh, it, that was all an absolute waste. I always say in, in my lectures and things that when people try to take the do-it-yourself route, it often doesn't get done or it doesn't right. get done right. You know, and I show, I, I show this disgusting picture of a guy trying to rip out his own tooth because just, <laughs> just like dentists get frustrated with the fact that patients try to do their own dentistry. You've got attorneys, marketing professionals, you've got advisors with, with real credentials. <laughs> right. We all have the same pain, you know, sometimes when you put it into perspective with what they face, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, so Bruce, tell me how I, I, I really feel that the majority of people that are watching this, that are in the forum could benefit from your services. The majority of doctors that I talk to probably don't have their business names and things protected. So, so tell me how, how does someone start working with you? What's the process and how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, basically just give me a call. <laughs> I'm, I'm always available and willing to talk to a prospective client. The way that it works is uh, I've got a website. Uh, it's www.campbell.com. I'm sorry, campbell-ip.com. C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L-I-P as in Paul.com. Uh, my contact information is on there. My uh, phone number's on there. Uh, and I'm always willing to have a call with someone who just wants to figure out what are trademarks? Why should I be concerned about them? You know, here are my business names or here are the trademarks that I'm using in my business. You know, what do you think I need to do with them? I'm happy to have that phone call with anyone uh, free of charge to figure out whether there's anything I can do to help their business. And basically the way it works is, you know, I'll sit down and sort of explain the fundamentals, kind of a trademarks 101 uh, to help them understand what trademarks are and how they may impact their business. And it's very rare that I have that call and don't have someone call me back and say, okay, let's get started. We need it. We need to get this figured out. And, and so, like I said before, it's extremely important, especially if you're starting a new business you know, let's do the due diligence and, and let me help you figure out uh, how we can appropriately select the best trademark for you. And what, let's put together a process so that we can make sure that you're protected and we're doing all the things that we need to do going forward. But also for businesses that maybe have been in existence for years, but they've never really done anything in terms of their evaluating their trademarks or their business name, it's still not too late you know, give me a call. We can kind of assess where you are. And there, there are things that we can do to make sure that, uh, that, that we protect your name. So Absolutely. it's, you know, there's some steps that, that are involved with trademark selection. And that's something that I help new businesses with. But even if you have a trademark or a business name that you, you've been using for 5, 10, 15 years, uh, there's still some things that we need to do from a trademark standpoint. And it's very important to make sure that business owners understand what those are to make Excellent. sure number one, that 
they can protect themselves from other people out there, the competitors that could potentially be infringing on their trademarks, but also again, making sure that they aren't doing something that could potentially lead to them being the target of a trademark infringement lawsuit. Perfect. So for those of you out there, I, I feel like this was some of the best information that we've had. It's, it's definitely unique. Um, there's not a lot of people that are specifically dental um, in this space, in my opinion, and, and Bruce really knows his stuff. So if you're looking for help with this or it's not something you've really ever looked at, I highly recommend contacting Bruce. And that was campbell-ip.com. And Bruce, thank you so much for being here. Please feel free to comment when we post the video and, and be there in the forum as a resource for our members. So thank you so much, Bruce. Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Well, that, that wraps up our interview and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks.